Hey there, stranger. Come sit a spell while we talk about all things creepy, morbid, and spooky. Grab a drink and get comfy with us. Welcome to the Morning Girls Podcast. of editing our first episode which was less cringe than I thought oh for sure but um one thing I realized um so quick was we just kind of started talking and like it's mm-hmm. a podcast like duh but um yeah. y'all That's literally what it is <laughs> y'all don't know us at all so yeah. um <laughs> we need to do like actual introductions sure. um Natalie I'm gonna make you go first oh okay love yeah. that um I'm Natalie <laughs> I I know. Hi. Oh, flashbacks. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never went and got help for that. No. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm Natalie. Um, I own Wonder Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a t-shirt boutique for the most part. Um, it's just an avenue for my artwork to be sold in a different way other than just prints. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a mom. I'm in my 30s. That's pretty much my life, is working, being a mom. That sounds fair. Yeah. So I'm Hillary. I'm also in my 30s. I'm also a mom. Um, I don't have a cool creative job. I am in corporate America, um, which is what's needed right now. But, you know, hopefully as we get to collaborate more and this takes off, that can be a new reality so we're speaking it into existence um, <laughs> <laughs> we're manifesting manifesting so uh i am originally from southern california i moved to the pittsburgh area why does katie perry california girls play don't head? it's horrible yeah <laughs> it's the bra really that does it for me the whipped cream bra oh where she yeah. shoots whipped cream mm-hmm. from her nipples. I, I, I mean i i'm envious of that i wish i could oh could you imagine that, but i mean know. just the projection Oh, alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, sorry. Go, go No, on. it's okay. Well, it's funny because um, I don't know how much we'll take photos of each other. Like, I'm sure as we go down the line, there will I'm be sure. more and more, especially if we're talking about, like, you know, merch and stuff. But <clears throat> I don't look like a California girl, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a quintessential place where everyone was blonde and size two. Um, and I'll blame my Aquarius moon for this, but like, I didn't ever want to be that. I wanted to be that to fit in and not to be awkward, but I didn't want to actually look like that ever. Um, anyway, so I moved here in 2010 and I've been here ever since. Um, originally I went to mortuary school. So a lot of my framework is from the death side of that. Uh, but otherwise corporate America mom do this for fun. Um, and I like weird shit, so that's Same. what really helps us get the ball moving and talking about weird shit. So there, yeah. now you know us. Oh my god, you're lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're besties. Now we're all friends, but we just wanted to take a second because <laughs> it was a little... I don't think we introduced ourselves by name until about four no. minutes in. <laughs> I, I think like, it was oh, one of those fuck. things where we started to, and then as every 
conversation with us happened just it just derails into just madness and debauchery yeah but we have i have my printed notes for my topic this week we have outlines it's gonna be fine and i'm gonna just shut up and let her talk i don't think that that's okay well from the shutting up and letting you talk is like a normal conversation with another person (laughs) it's a normal (laughs) amount of like talking yeah but like it's a podcast i understand that but i i ran my mouth enough the last episode but i will say this it it was your topic that became a joint topic because of my obsession with it as well as my my you know jumping in so sure that's normal. And okay. thank you for letting me get on the bandwagon of, of Ethel Kane and saying my two cents all yeah, over this. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I interrupted trying, a lot. I'm trying to convert as many people <laughs> as I possibly to the Ethel can. Kane cult? Yes. Mother cult. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. It's very healing. Yes. Very cathartic. Mm-hmm. But aside from Ethel Kane, what is your obsession this week? What is my obsession this week? So it's not really a new obsession. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be out, but I'm redoing our Ophelia line and our Romeo and Juliet line Mm. because I'm reshooting that when I go to Salem. I actually didn't know that. That's so exciting. It was like a last minute decision. Love that. Yeah. Um, because some shoots got like switched around and moved around. It was something that was going to be later on in the year, but it just happened that it worked out better now. Perfect. Um, but some of the t-shirts are staying the same. Some of them are just getting updated. And then there's ones that are being added. Um, so, like, twist my arm. <laughs> I had to, like, watch the a lot of, like, the Hamlet remakes and the Ophelia movie that was made with uh, Daisy. What's her name from the Star Wars movies? She was Ray in Star I Wars. I saw that. <gasps> I, I realized... need you to watch it. Okay. okay. Wait, but who plays Hamlet? Hamlet. It's, I don't know, I don't know who he is. Pardon? The, no, 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 the guy who plays him in yeah. the movie. I don't know who the actor is. No, I know, is. but how? I don't is know. he just not, like, a known He's just, guy? no, he's just, like, I mean, I, I'm sure he's known somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> His agent's like, God damn it, I know him. I think it was um, a British, Oh, like, got it, so it's, thing. like, a BBC it, not to, uh, production. It was higher quality than BBC. I mean, don't shit on the but BBC. I, th- I mean, I believe me, I <laughs> love the BBC. It brought us Joseph Quinn. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was a BBC actor before. God bless. Good job. Yeah. Um, shout out to BBC One. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I've been rewatching those and reigniting my. I mean, it never went away, but my obsession with Ophelia and Juliet. And I think I'm. I was watching it and, like, looking at, like, Ophelia stuff while listening to Preacher's Daughter mm-hmm. today and I was like I really do have a type of character that I cling to because they line up yeah. perfectly like the feminine rage of like a man destroying your life <laughs> really lines up with Ophelia and Ethel Kane and just in two different fonts yeah. but yeah Shakespeare is always a an obsession for me it just kind of ebbs and flows sure. and right now I'm like in it again that Which is, sense. I mean, not a bad place to no, be No, I'm not mad at that. No. Mine is Murder, She Wrote. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Like, so I I grew up with television, but not like the quintessential things that people our age watch. Like, mm-hmm. I never watched MASH with my parents. Like, mm-hmm. so I never grew Like, I know some of the stuff. My, my parents also have a 20-year age gap. Uh-huh. Which seems so healthy. Um, can't imagine why they didn't last. Uh, shout out to divorce rates. Um, 
Oh my god. That was aggressive. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, howdy do. So Wow, wow, wow. Um <laughs> Oh, my husband sent me a picture of my one rose blooming in the rose bush that is dead. Thank Aww. you. There's one. So um, cute. So I didn't grow up watching any um like old school TV shows, like kind of Brady Bunch. Sure. But like not really. Anyway. That makes me so sad because, like, that is such a big part of, yeah, like, the positive side of my childhood was, like, growing up with my grandparents because I was with them a lot. Right. I would watch a lot of their era of TV. Because my dad is 20 years older than my mom, Mm -hmm. the stuff that I would watch with his parents was, like, I Love Lucy, which is still great, but it was nothing newer than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up watching Felix the Cat. From mm-hmm. the 40s. My dad bought those VHS tapes. I watched Captain Kangaroo from mm-hmm. the 70s. Those were the things that were just in my home normally. But, like, yeah. if it was adult and not child, like, uh, oh, what is it? Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was going to be another kid's show. But it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. So I went to visit a friend uh, this past weekend. And I'm ju- we just wanted, like, a lazy time, sure. chill out get good food, go antiquing, and, and look at some weird stuff. Why would you want to do anything else? I, it was such a great weekend. Um, shout out, Leslie. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we just, we kind of got back, and we were tired because we had eaten, and we were just chilling. And she was mm-hmm. like, you know, we could just watch something. I'm sure, you know, there's a murder she wrote somewhere. And I was like, you know what? I've never watched the show. And she goes, oh, my God. So <laughs> we put it on, and, like, the majority, I was only there for about 24 hours in total. Yeah. The majority of our <laughs> Saturday afternoon was just watching Murder, She Wrote, and napping on her couch. That's amazing. And I've never felt more like a cat in my life. I was so yeah. happy. So now I'm watching it from the beginning. Love I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Part of my joy of it is finding these actors that I know from elsewhere and, like, mm-hmm. placing them before I look it up yeah. on IMDb because I have to do that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mental illness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse. That yes. English accent yes. never gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> just devolves. Yeah. Um. So I'm really enjoying that. But unfortunately, Joe, my husband, did not think that it was going to be the show. He was like, oh, the song is kind of fun. And I'm like. There's a song? Apparently, there's a reggae song that's like, murder, she wrote. Yeah. And he I just, would not peg correct. Joe as like a, a reggae guy. Oh, he's a, he's a fun guy. Not a mushroom. But like a pretty groovy dude. Um, <laughs> When you say he's a fun guy, I just imagine him being like, yeah, I'm in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> I might dance. <laughs> I might bust um, a move. So, like, he, I bet I'm going to say this wrong, and eventually when this comes out and he listens, he's going to go, Hillary, okay, correction. Sure. Um, <laughs> but he tore his ACL breakdancing in the 90s. Like, <laughs> No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Or his meniscus. He did something very stupid. But, he, but it doesn't matter what he, he got broke. injured. It's the fact that he was breakdancing. Correct. Yeah. I, a real bebop kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, my husband, uh, he's... A real cool dude. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> he's very straight-laced. Uh, it's the stereotypical, like, the fat goth slash alternative person with, like, the very golden retriever mm-hmm. plain uh, partner is very much our dynamic where... And this is a whole other topic, but 
women who do not believe that we're a couple openly hit on him and he's like oh okay. like he has yeah. no concept of Potter's, what's happening a girl could be in his lap straddling him he'd be like <laughs> she was just being nice oh she was helping me find that straight <laughs> hair he has absolutely no idea yeah. like the other day he was talking about one of his friends sent him like a thirst strap an obvious thirst strap video of this wrestler who is on TV and she has an amazing butt. Ooh. Like huge butt. Like she was blessed. Wow. And love that. He was like, you know, he sent this to me and I'm like, I, 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 like we got like real nervous and I was like, she's hot. You're allowed to think that she's hot. <laughs> you can just say that she's attractive. Then that could yeah. be the end of the conversation. Yeah. Doesn't he was like, I want to show you this. He sent this to me. Oh, and I was like, honey, if you could even see the shit that Hillary <laughs> and I send to each other. Well, so that guy, for instance, <laughs> and this guy, I, while it can ignite like a, a, a desire to read smut, mm-hmm. I actually don't find him attractive because it's so obvious. But the guy that cooks things and is sexual with his cooking, yes. it, like, it's a great. Um, possible subject for like a smut Mm -hmm. it is actually unattractive to me but i can't stop watching it because i'm like it's well filmed i'm always waiting for the for the sexual part to happen i'm always like when is he gonna do it it it's one of those things to me that it's so gross (laughs) that it like i like it but i hate myself for liking it yeah that i get the same feeling from him that i get from maddie haley like i hate him so much oh but I adore him at the same time. Yeah. It's you're just alone on that. one of... You say I am alone on that? Well, f- at least at this table, yes. You don't like him? I think he's a butthead. Oh, he absolutely right. is. He 100% But that's... Is. The difference is, well... And, and like, uh, they're... Surprise, we have differences. Yeah. Um, if they are, whether it's a stage gimmick or not buttheads mm-hmm. i can't deal with it because it makes me yeah. mad oh he's insufferable correct yeah he's i won't say that he's unattractive because he is Ugh. but like it's not a crush because i can't get over that aspect so i was definitely the person in high school and like through college traditionally who would date uggos at least by everybody else's standards because yeah. they had a great personality there's something and, like, about I didn't a medium care. ugly guy with a great personality that oh is my just... god marry me but um, i also well, like Joe's find myself being attracted to men <laughs> uh-oh men that definitely would like not want me because i'm like like they would never even think of dating a big girl like i find myself celebrities where i'm like man they're so attractive like who like, like who do you want to break see that's one of my fears is that i'm gonna like even with potter i'm like am i hurting <laughs> you and he's like would you fucking stop um Maddie Healy's definitely one of them because he's tiny. Is he really? Like yeah. I know he's slender. It's like this whole thing. It's well? this whole thing with the fandom, where they like have gaslit him to the point where like <laughs> they keep telling him that he's really he's a short king, <gasps> and he's like I'm a tall boy. <laughs> Stop it. And he'll like take pictures with fans and be like, see, tell them that I'm tall. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I'm get. I think he's like average height. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely so. A little backstory short backstory that's okay i spent most of my adolescence in kind of like the underground punk scene Mm -hmm. which was not at the time very friendly to bigger girls Mm -hmm. the girls that they found attractive in that scene of people were on heroin on heroin or looked like they could be correct and i'm not there's no shade to them because i envied Mm -hmm. the fact that they could go out without a bra on 
they could just put on like a t-shirt and just like yeah roll out of bed and they were fine yeah um but i was never the girl that people would openly hook up with right i was the girl behind the scenes that they would Mm -hmm. but they would never i was never like the object of so there's something about guys that would definitely would have been the lead singers at warp tour Mm. that would have like wanted to hit on my friends yeah but not me yeah um there's something about and i don't know if it's like a like a need to like now that i'm an adult be like haha you would have made fun of me back then but but i can pull you yeah i can pull you now i or it's like a self-deprecation thing like yeah he would definitely make fun of me but like i'm gonna like fiddle my diddle to like thanking him (laughs) don't say that (laughs) oh my god slap the button anyway yeah anyway i don't think that's even a phrase but i want it to be what slap the button Mm mm-hmm is it? Can we can we make it a thing? <gasps> yes. First merch tagline: what, Slap the button. What, what is that old game show? What if show? it's just a frilly shirt and there's a button at the top and she's like fiddling with it? What if you hate it? It's fine. no. I love that. No. But what if it was like, like something in the shape of a vagina? Yeah. With a button. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Like, like the, the frills oh, of a okay. shirt. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So it's like a Victorian woman with like love frills that. of a shirt and it's just this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a Victorian hand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like holding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, TM, TM, TM. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trademark. merch coming out soon. Jacqueline Hill, don't Tra- make it. Chuck Have you heard any of that stuff? Jacqueline Hill? Jacqueline Hill, like, has never had an original thought in her I mean, I know the whole, like, oh, God. Didn't she have the lipsticks that were terrible? She had the moldy lipsticks. Yeah. um, Which she stole that from Marlena. Not the moldy lipsticks, but she got a list. No, she got a list of manufacturers from Marlena (gasps) because she was trying to help her out and then ghosted her. What a butt plug. Took her partner to, like, the, the manufacturers and ended up going with one that she told her not to go with because they were dirty. Because they were Stop cheaper. It. Yeah. Um, but then she's also, she completely shut down this girl's business because <gasps> she stole um, her business name because the girl didn't have enough money to trademark it. What? Yeah. Cozy. Shout out to Cozy. The original Cozy. Wow. It was like a brand of like robes and blankets and just like lifestyle cozy stuff. That's so messed up. And she was like, I checked everywhere to make sure that this name, but, and they're like, no, we're literally in the comments of every video. Like you need to change the name. This is this girl's like livelihood. I have a personal story with that. That happened when I was in high school okay. in a production. And I was like, I want to do this. Which but, I love. Love this. Oh, it was, it was a real event. Um, but then it got me thinking what other superstitions are there? And then what cursed sets are there throughout like Hollywood history. Mm -hmm. So this is just like cursed entertainment, I think. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Um, I want to start with movies because they are, you know, what most people have access to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I did chronological order for like the first very, very well-known cursed movie set, which is Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. Love. Yes. Iconic. So good. 1968, Rosemary's Baby uh, Mia Farrow plays a woman in the Upper East Side who um, 
is essentially impregnated by the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been out Iconic. for what? We love that for her. For um, 60 years. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I did not spoil it for you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad about that. But Spoiler alert. <laughs> I know, for for a movie that came out in 1968. Well, that's like people get mad about The Sixth Sense. And I'm like, it's 30 years old. Anyway. anyway. How, how have you not figured that out from like all the memes and stuff, at least? I mean, <laughs> people get mad. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> so essentially, a young couple move to uh, a new apartment together. Um, and she is impregnated by the devil spawn because he is obsessed with fame and success. He sells her off to the cult that is in there. Mm-hmm. What you wouldn't necessarily know, though, is there were so many different business or um, crew members coming in and out um, that like, there was a lot of people that like were affected and then left because they got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, the composer fell to his death at a party. The producer had a life-threatening kidney stones and was allegedly hallucinating about Rosemary coming after him with a knife in the hospital. Oh. And the director, Roman Polanski, was famously dating and expecting a child with uh, Sharon Tate, oh. who was then killed by the Manson family. <gasps> However, I just got I read holy yeah, shit. I read a book. Mm-hmm. maybe 10 years ago, called Cults. Uh, if I can find the book and the author, I will add it to the show notes. Mm-hmm. In that book, it stated that the, the, the not actor, because he just did this, but the person who portrayed the Satan, essentially, mm-hmm. who impregnated her, was in the Manson family. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won't get started on the Manson family because it'll it'll be a never ending episode three. Yeah, we can talk about the ep- yeah, that's a great topic. But um, it, it's it's just it's it's like a flat earther kind of thing. It's like once you start believing in oh, one thing, so it just crazy. There's, there's so, so many, many people that were connected. It's wild. Yeah. Um, anyway. and it's Hollywood, so I mean, it's it's weird enough. It's, it's very incestuous. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's Rosemary's baby. So wild. Then we yeah. go to The Exorcist, 1973, mm-hmm. which is also so iconic. Yes. Um. Again, there's just going to be spoilers. So if you hate this, I'm so sorry. Did, is Wizard of Oz on your on your list? It's not. <gasps> it's not. But we can discuss that. Do you want to do you want to talk about it now? Um so we don't get too far off the No, no, no. timeline. I it's one of those things where like You could probably do a whole episode on it though cuz I know yes. of the terrible things but cursed no, I just know about the set being like. Yeah, there was a lot of things that happened behind the scenes. And mishandled. Like, I've gone down the rabbit hole on TikTok of the mistreatment of Judy Garland. Yeah. Um, which is just awful. Correct. Awful. I mean, like she was so young and so thin. Yeah. And so abused, and it was never enough, and it just kind of like changed the tra- trajectory. How do you say that? Trajectory. Trajectory. You said it. Did I? I think yeah, close enough. Um, of her life and her children's lives, and yeah. But anyway, we can we could do a whole episode on the Wizard of Oz. We, I, we should. Yeah, we should do one on you know, the movies like or the movie and the books. The books and have a lot. All that kind of stuff. There's yeah. a girl on TikTok who is like a Wizard of Oz like expert. She's yeah, like an historian. I like her. Maybe we could have her on. Ooh. And maybe like pick her brain because that'd be cool. Spoiler alert: We're doing the Wizard of Oz. Are you? Can you talk about that? Do I have to cut that later? No. You don't I, have to talk. You don't have to cut it. Okay. It's coming out in July, so by the time. Oh, we, okay. Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So in The Exorcist, Linda Blair plays Reagan, someone who's possessed by the devil. Or, I haven't or seen the movie person. in years. It's, it's, I saw it, you know, in the 
early 2000s probably so to me when everybody's like it's the most horrifying movie yeah. no I think for the time but it's oh totally yeah but i didn't see it in the time so for yeah. me i was like mm-hmm. but much of the movie <laughs> takes place in reagan's room and it's one of the most iconic locations of the movie um however according to one of the actors um a fire broke out in the film set and destroyed the entire thing except for reagan's room because it was protected by satan (laughs) (laughs) wait isn't that hocus pocus it's protected by satan oh Oh, magic magic i don't Mm -hmm. think they broke down the s word anyway um it was it was uh (laughs) hinted towards yeah but i don't think it was ever really said in hocus pocus oh totally yeah um, in The Exorcist, though, there there were a lot of awful things that happened. Oh, and as I'm realizing this, I don't think that The Omen is on here, which is so unfortunate. I've never seen that. <gasps> Girl. You sound like Thank you. Um, I might have to add little snippets. Um, yeah. I, I linked where the majority of this information came from. I should have, like, compiled a few. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're busy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're busy goyles. Goyles. Um, so Amityville Horror comes out in 1979, which for those of you who don't know, first of all, fuck Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'll say that right now. Terrible, terrible human beings. Mm -hmm. You can like all the James Wan's films. I don't care. They're great. They're terrible people. Do I still want to see the museum? Yes. Are they terrible people? You betcha. Mm -hmm. Um, so fuck them. Right, left, center. Mm-hmm. However, Amityville Horror as a story is very fascinating. Are you talking about, like, the original? Correct. Okay. Now, the original came out in 79. The events leading up to it were essentially um, an entire family was massacred by one of the older brothers because he said he was possessed, uh, possessed by Satan. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's the one where the walls talked, right? Yeah. Bled yeah. and talked. Like, you hear him and there's, like, a pig mm-hmm. somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but it's the Lutz family and um, essentially James Brolin, who played George Lutz, the father, claims that he was considered um, accepting the role in the movie and a piece of clothing in his closet fell on his own, which is not that weird, but apparently no. they want to call that curse. I think he was probably looking for some reason not to do it. Probably. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, who played the same role in 2005, uh, reportedly woke up every night at 3 a.m. with no apparent reason while filming. Can we put a little note next to that? That I, yeah. I would like to deep dive into the the phenomenon that is Ryan Reynolds. Oh. With heterosexual men and him being the safe celebrity that they can say they he, they find attractive. Ooh. That sounds fun and something yeah. I've never thought because of. Because every straight man, if you, like if you had to have relations with one male celebrity, who would it be? It's always Ryan Reynolds because he's like the safe bet because everybody says it oh. and no one's gonna be like you're gay <laughs> we could yeah we could compile a list of men that straight men i guess i had a, i had an ex-boyfriend that had a list oh yeah is he out of the closet yet i don't know i haven't talked to him he stalked me for like a year oh well yeah. good luck to you yeah. person <laughs> um poltergeist came out in 1982 um and that this whole set i could do an entire episode on it um candidly it's so tragic honestly the lead actress the little girl unfortunately died yeah making i believe the second film um due to a mysterious illness that popped up after filming this one the oldest daughter was murdered by her abusive boyfriend in front of her house um like everyone became ill on this set 
the actual pool scene with the skeletons had real skeletons. They were actually real. And she did not know that at the time. They were not fake. They oh. were real skeletons, which is like. Oh, that's another that's another thing. Shelley Duvall. We have to talk about Shelley Duvall oh, at some point. We have point. to talk about Shelley Duvall. Talking Duvall. about being misled. Oh, totally. I mean, Shelley the whole Duvall. Shining is just yeah. horrific. Yeah, that's another thing that we need to talk about. That could be a really cool, like, thing. Like, not cool, but yeah. interesting thing to talk about. About, like, things that have happened in Hollywood that kind of get glossed over. That sure. are, like, injustices. I mean, that's an entirely separate podcast, probably. But we could. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. actresses like that that have just, like... They kind of used them up and then just yeah. were like, <laughs> have fun. Bye. Yeah. Bye. But Dominique Dunn is, is the girl who was, or, you know, young woman, promising young woman who was literally, a, she was with a friend outside looking at her new script and she was um, murdered by her boyfriend. That's awful. What a piece of garbage. Um, Heather O'Rourke is the little girl who died of sepsis, septic shock at 12. Um, and two other actors passed away. I wonder due to if there was any kind of like like lead like poisoning or something on the set possibly that I mean, caused them all to get sick i will say this i as much as i love crazy conspiracies and like cursed stuff there's always a possibility in general that there's something physically happening that mm-hmm. could be tested or or you know quantified yeah um so certainly there could be something now i don't dominique done no but the rest of them getting sick no. certainly mm-hmm. um one thing on this list that the omen wasn't added, which I might just have to deep dive into the omen because that's such a fascinating film. But the omen is essentially about the devil's spawn. Um, there were so many people who were injured and hurt. I don't have a list because it's not in my thing, but maybe that's another one that we could watch and then talk about because it's such a sure. weird fucking movie. Um, unfortunately, that leads us to 1994, The Crow. Never seen it. Oh, <gasps> Natalie. Okay, well, we have to change that because yeah. Bruce my husband son. already has like, like a list of Oof. movies that I work working through that I never saw. We'll fix it because I love this movie. Yeah. Um, this was a sexual awakening hmm. of mine for sure. That's but, fun. Mm-hmm. But um, Brandon Lee, which is um, Bruce Lee's son. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he died on set, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like. No, no, no. no. It's. I just wanted to make sure that I was thinking of the right person. That is the one, and that is the movie where this happened. Um, he is essentially, uh, he and his fiance are murdered the night of their wedding, and he comes back to avenge her death. It's so good. The fact that oh. you haven't seen it, like every line in that, it can't rain all the time. Oh, that was such a life changing movie for me. <laughs> anyway, he was accidentally. Well, he was purposely shot, accidentally murdered by a malfunctioning uh, prop gun. And they say that the actual shot of him falling where he died is when he died. (gasps) Mm -hmm. It's like the Alec Baldwin situation where they just resumed filming. Like it was like, "Mm, yeah. Well, they had, that's one of the, if I remember correctly, that was one of the last things that they needed to shoot because he, it was like the last one. So it like wrapped set after that. And I think they used a body double as needed, but for the most part, it was That finished. is awful. Yes. Yes. I think it was his, like, second or third awful. film. Awful. Yeah. Um, many of the crew members were injured on set prior to this accident. Um, and eerily enough, Lee reported uh, that he felt as though his family was cursed and that he would be dying soon. Oh my God. Allegedly. Now we jump fast forward to 
a little bit over 10 years. And we have The Exorcism of Emily Rose, 2005, mm-hmm. which is such a phenomenal movie. 2005 was like a It was, was a bang of year. year. Yeah. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice, shout out from not this list. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the hand. But Emily Carpenter, who I first found out who she was, I think in Dexter. Wait, I think who I did watched she play in Dexter. The sister. Dexter's oh, sister. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that was her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's Emily, the girl who is Emily's Rose, the possessed one by the devil. It's such a good movie. Um, it is based on a true story. Um, and apparently a super haunted set. Uh, Jennifer, the girl, the actress who plays Emily, um, said that she experienced strange paranormal activity and stated that every night the radio would turn on by itself without explanation, which is a major plot point of the film. I don't want to say that anybody's lying, but I feel mm-hmm. like how much of this is a stunt to get people to watch the movie? Yeah, because it lines up a little bit too perfectly. Yeah, and I feel she, like they were waking up. Well, no, they woke up every morning at 3 a.m. Like, I feel... Well, 3 a.m. is also, like, when the veil is the thinnest between mm-hmm. the worlds. Correct. But I also feel like anytime somebody wants to be like, this place is haunted, it's always, like, a radio. Yeah. Which I understand that there is, like, some validity to that because they will speak through. Yeah. That's because it's a, commu- a form of communication. Right. But it just, it always seems like the default. Like, no one ever has, like, yeah. a different story. Like, that's always, that's like. the radio or, you know. Yeah. Or, like, clothes falling, like you said. But or, at, like. Yeah. But at the same time, like, everybody has clothes. Everybody has radios. Yeah. So it's, like, it, you know, yeah. it's that weird fine line of how much of it is accurate mm-hmm. and how much of it is just, like, because that's what was accessible. You know, mm-hmm. like. If we didn't have electricity and we were, you know, in yesteryear, would it be candles going out? Yeah. Because everybody had that accessibility and they could communicate in that way. Sure. But, um, you know, pianos, anybody who has a piano. See, that creeps me out. Oh, pianos playing? Oh, yeah. I love that, though, because, like, I am obsessed with this idea of, like, Victorian ghosts being in love and, like, being in, like, a haunted manner Mm -hmm. that, like is like decrepit and they're just like playing like an eerie piano and like love that dancing in a ballroom and that whole yeah thing that's 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 how what i would like to think happens when you die yeah i would love that basically the end of crimson peak yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's what i want without the incest i mean tom hiddleston is listen fairly attractive we're not doing this again Jessica Chastain. Yeah, we're not having no, this. No, we we're do not, not have no incest. However, I would do things. I just feel like caught you in the, in Trixie was like, who's smoking? Smoking is so gross. <laughs> Love Loves, it. Love it. Love, Love it. Smoking. Love smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so in that same year, speaking of bangers, mm-hmm. um, The Ring 2. Not The Ring 1. I never saw The Ring 2. I saw it once. I don't think that it's anything to write home about. No offense to Did you see the Japanese version of The Ring? A long time ago. It's way, way scarier. Of course it is. Because it's Japanese. Japanese. It's the original. Yeah, it's the source material. It's so much better. The original ring from Japan. Yeah. Same thing with The Grudge. They're just way better. Yeah. There's also, uh, I think it's Let the Right One In or something. It's like, anyway. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So, came out in 2005. Uh, It's a... You know, it's chapter two of the Samara uh, story, and it's revealed that Samara died after her mother pushed her in the well in, in the first one. But apparently, um, 
drowning and water in general were major. Well, they were major themes of the film. Um, but the film got flooded pretty frequently, apparently. Yikes. Which is, I mean, they're surrounded by water, but like. I was going to say, was it filmed somewhere that had a lot of water? I mean, it all has water because it's the thing. But. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently creepy enough to make this list. Great job, screenwriter, whatever the fuck this is from. <laughs> Good job. Anyway. Love that. Uh, Insidious 2010. Again, another Ed and Lorraine Warren. It is a great movie. Fine. Um, it's fine. Uh, according to reports, the set was very haunted. Many people worked on the film reported feeling uneasy, like there was um, a general negative energy all around mm-hmm. when they were filming. Um, and they could hear strange buzzing coming from various empty rooms around the set when no one was in them. Now, again, high electrical activity. You're on a film set. Yeah. I would assume that people knew how to do their jobs. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, it could also be the fluorescence, which <laughs> I just think of Twilight music. The fluorescence. The fluorescence. So dramatic. Ugh. So one movie I've never seen is The Innkeepers in 2011, but it's on this list. Mm-hmm. It's something that I, we should, could watch. But okay. I'm just going to read this verbatim because I can't synthesize it since I've never seen it. But it's released sure. in 2011. The Innkeepers is a movie about a pair of hotel employees that begin to wonder if the hotel they work in is haunted. Oh, I wonder. But the fictional New York, new, whoa, not New York, different vibe, New England hotel is... Cool in the film isn't the only place that might have spirits coming calling at home i can read according to many crew members that worked on this film the set was also haunted crew members working on the innkeepers reported seeing lights turn themselves on and off doors open and closed by themselves and would even receive mysterious phone calls only to learn that no one was on the other line when they picked up Ooh. i mean it is new england i feel like most of new england is haunted yeah it's like kind of the, one of the tenants of it's visiting. like yeah it's like the kind of we're all haunted yeah. okay possession in 2012 which if memory serves is about a divic box i've never seen it so Ooh, it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good um bam 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 it's about a what box divic so unfortunately fortunately whatever mm-hmm. um divic boxes by Jewish scholars that I that are within like the paranormal witch community whatever. Okay. They're not real. Okay. They're fake. But essentially it's a box that contains a spirit in it. Okay. But that's not how dibbucks work. So the entire concept is not true. So it was a cherry picked kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. But now I don't I think that there are objects that could have attachments. Are they dibbuck boxes? No. Mm-hmm. But people call them that for whatever reason. Okay. Um, like, for instance, Zach Beggins in the Honda Museum in Las Vegas has a Dybbuk box. That's the one that, like, Post Malone touched and his, like, plane almost crashed and, like, crazy shit happened yeah. after that event. Which, I mean, like, <laughs> Post Malone leads, leads a pretty wild life just in general, yeah, but, though. Like, so. he, yeah, I mean, whatever is going on <laughs> in that fucking place is wild. Yeah. I don't think I yeah. trust myself enough to ever go in no that freaks me out quite a bit and there's also something to be said about people that exploit spirituality true and demons and things like that um for ca- like capital gain i also um, don't like that he has so many things that are serial killer owned that's weird to me that the, the romanticizing yeah. of serial killers yeah makes me uncomfy like he has like if i remember he has ted bundy's uh volkswagen fuck ted bundy he has ooh, 
who was the the guy who um, euthanized people? Dr. Kevorkian? Mm-hmm. He has his van. Right. So he has things that to me are like Gross. giant red flags. I like in general having artifacts. Yeah. But at the same time, he has like um, people with dwarfism, little people, jumping out dressed as clowns no. to scare people through the clown exhibit. Which no. is like if you're legit and real, why are you doing that? And I think people really are having experiences with certain entities and objects who might be sensitive, but, like, why are you then making it an attraction instead of, like, a museum with reverence? I don't get it. I feel the same way about that as I do the extreme um, haunted house. Oh, are you talking about the one guy who's, Mm -hmm. like, a terrible person? Yeah, and it's technically, like, a nonprofit. Yeah, because he buys it dog food. You, You get in with dog food. Yeah. Uh, I might have to, like, splice myself explaining who this guy is or his name. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode oh, there's, on yeah, that yeah, yeah. and, like, weird people that, like, have taken their obsession with true crime a little bit too far and not sure. having the mental stability to be able to compartmentalize. Like, I can be interested about this and still have empathy. Right. <laughs> and know that it's wrong. Right. So. Yeah, I might want to cover him because his yeah. whole fucking thing is terrifying. Yeah, I think we should save that because save that it. is a, for one, there's a lot there yeah. that we could talk about and so many offshoots from that. Yeah. And two, I have a feeling like that's going to be one of those ones that's like, if you would like to skip this episode, we will not be offended. Yeah, that's true. Because it gets really brutal. Yeah. It's a lot. It's also all recorded. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's I, well, that, I think that's part of the whole sickness of his... Did you ever watch the documentary about like um, hauntings, like like uh, haunts? There's a I whole documentary. About I feel like haunts. there's been a few, so I may have watched it. I don't like haunted houses. Okay. Um, I don't like the real ones because I don't fuck with shit like that. I believe and respect it too much. But to- would you tour a haunted location? It depends. So, like when I was in Salem last time, mm-hmm. I stayed at the Hawthorne. Yeah, that's which haunted is as shit. haunted, but everybody who stays there and goes there is is respectful of it. It's not like a, I mean, it is a tourist attraction, but yeah. it's also not like people just fucking around. Like yeah. it's just like they kind of just chill with them. Yeah, and they just know that the spirits are there, and they just kind of like go right. on about their day. And but I feel like sometimes when it's turned into an attraction, and like what about the Winchester Mystery House? Where is that? Oh, babe. No. No, Sarah Winchester, San Jose, California. She In the 1800s, she built a house until she died. She had to build every single day. She's the heiress of the Winchester rifle. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, topic next week. That for me. Well, so, like, I, I grew up in Wheeling. So I know. the Moundsville Penitentiary. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Is, right. like, super haunted, but, like, the... The spirits that it's haunted with are people who were tortured and imprisoned for no reason and experimented on and drugged. And I feel like they're making money off of that now Mm -hmm. because everybody wants like the creepy like, ooh, they're ghosts. But they don't they don't want to think about all of the injustice that happened there. Right. And the people that's that, not part of like a tour is explaining the dark history. I'm of sure it is, but okay. I don't. I don't think they go into it enough. And like you can like yeah. stay the night there, and they have oh. parties there. And from what I've heard, the people who now run 
all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like a cash cow. It's a cash cow, and they just keep asking for more and more money, and it's oh. just like I don't want to be a part of things like that. Yeah, because I am of very strong belief that spirits attach themselves to people. Yeah. Um. And I don't feel like there's enough, there's any amount of veiling that can keep that from happening if they really want to attach themselves to you. Yeah, to a degree. Um, and I just respect it a not, like too much to be like... That's fair. Like, hey, you didn't get to go to the afterlife, technically. Like, you're kind of stuck here. Yeah. And now I'm going to come in here and poke and prod at you for my own entertainment and money. Yeah, like, I certainly, I think that they're... To your point, massive differences with locations yeah. that you could look at that are haunted mm-hmm. um, or have something attached. Yeah. Um, and I just don't, I don't like fake haunted houses just because yeah. I don't like being surprised. That's fair. Um, That's like their whole bread and butter. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm very much a control freak hmm. and I don't like, I don't, I don't like people jumping out at me. I don't like the idea of people even touching me. I know they say like, oh, they're not allowed to touch you, but like. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that stuff. That's I, fair. I don't like that stuff. That's so, fair. That's not my kind of spooky season. Well, so I'm not going to name the local haunt because, uh, from my understanding, they stopped doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I grew up, there weren't really independent haunts. There was not Scary Farm, which is the OG that everyone has copied since. Now, okay. some might argue that Universal Studios started it first i personally would disagree Mm -hmm. it was around the same time they really amped it up a level but like the way that like kennywood does it is very much how not scary farm is run okay just like times a thousand Mm -hmm. it's just super cool and it's really fun Mm -hmm. um and they have mazes and that's where i started going but when i came here there's independent haunts which i never ever experienced before okay so I went to a few. Like you're talking about like on the farms and stuff, like when they do like the haunted hayrides. Yeah, like there's like one, there's one stuff. in South Park. There's, um, there was one in Etna that moved. Um, I'm surprised in California there's not more of that with like. We don't have hmm. big old houses. Yeah. You know, we were <laughs> like Joe when he's gone out with me and there's historical monuments and it's like it's 1912. Yeah. yeah. And there he's like, are you kidding? Yeah. I'm like, no, leave us alone. It's not, it's not like New England where like, right. there's still houses from like the 1700s right. and the 1500s. Yeah, we and, don't have it. So yeah. it's, and plus real estate is so expensive that everything's torn down. So mm-hmm. even if at one point it was haunted. Over. Right. Yeah. So there's very few and far between. Yeah. Um, there was, we were, I would go to haunts like every year mm-hmm. and then my husband and I went to one and you know, they typically have a few different themes in them. Like they have a, they have like a, you know, spooky, uh, Bayou one. That's like all like incest, like, like it's very much like West Virginia. Yeah. Sorry. Um, (laughs) yeah. Wrong turn. Correct. Um, like, Oh, not that family. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Okay. No, you're not going to offend me because I'm from West Virginia. Right. And there are places driving through West Virginia that I wouldn't stop. Like, I'd rather pee myself in my car than have to stop and use the bathroom in some of those little towns. I have a crazy story about Virginia. Not really. but Virginia also, or West Virginia? I can't remember which. It, we were driving back at 3 a.m. I'll and tell the, you in a the second. The amount of people that don't know the difference. I do know the difference. No, I no, just no. Don't no, no, no. That's why I asked yeah. that because there's so many people that... Yeah, they don't know. I'll say I'm from West Virginia, and they're like, oh, I'm from Northern Virginia. And I'm like, 
No, I'm from the state West Virginia, not Western Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to this one. And so like there was one theme and then there was like hospital, which is very common. And then like clowns, which I fucking hate clowns. Hospitals, I'm not upset. I kind of love them. (sighs) Moving on. Um, I just can't. And I'll explain that in a second because we're going to go on a thousand different. But sure. The hospital one. One of the scares was a guy. Trigger warning, by the way. A guy who is sitting in a hospital chair with a shotgun, and the gimmick was that he shot no. his... Yeah. No. Correct. And I'm like, that's not funny. That's fucked. This was in Cali, or but this was here? Here. Here about 10 years ago. At which one? Oh, you said you weren't going to mention it. Right. I oh, mean, okay. I'll, I'll cut it out, but it was... Um, really? hmm Wow. Right. And I, after that, I never went back to another one because I was like, I never, that's so triggering and so inappropriate. There's certain things, like, I even get uncomfortable with people putting the hanging, um, like, skeletons. Yeah. In their, like, trees and stuff because, like, there's just. I mean, not only could someone have had an experience with a loved one, but, like, that's lynching. Like, can we be honest about what that is to some people? Yeah, and. There's just certain things about Halloween that I can look at and be like, obviously, that's a prop. Yeah. Obviously, this is a made-up thing. Right. That, I feel like, is very hard, especially if you have to see it every day, if it's, like, a, in a neighbor's yard. Yes. Yes. Um, to differentiate between real. Like, it should be, Halloween should be fun. Yeah. And creepy. Yeah. Not, like, triggering. Right. And, like, I want it to be over. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, again, we've talked about triggers before, and there are certain things that you're just going to have to be like, you know, this yeah. is part of the world. Right. But then there's other things that's like, do you really need to have nooses in your yeah in your trees for Halloween for it to make it complete for you? Like, is that like a necessity? <sighs> I wish I knew. Yeah. Oh, there was a offshoot story. Oh, shit. Hold on. Clowns? Yeah. Clowns. So I don't like clowns, and this is why. Clowns, I feel like, in my mind, true or not, mm-hmm. the, these people are putting on makeup, mm-hmm. and the more makeup they put on, the less they feel, almost like people with the internet, the less responsible they have to feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel anytime I hear a clown or see, see a clown like in person, I feel like their entire brain is just like circus music, and they don't hear me. I don't like clowns. Yeah. If you're not a scary clown and that's not the vibe, and I visibly look uncomfortable and I'm stepping away from you, don't come toward me. But they yeah. fucking do. And yeah. I, that, it's like, I that's why I don't like clowns is because I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. You are completely, I can't make out your face. Yeah. So if something happened, I'd never be able to identify you except with your clown makeup, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like their brains turn off and it freaks me yeah. out. There's some, so there's some kind of psychological validity to that. Yeah. I feel like. I can't stand it. Um, the whole clown thing kind of feeds into my mask thing. So I feel like that's why I like them. Yeah. Because there's some kind of like, you can be a different person. That makes sense. Kind of thing. And I like that they're creepy. It's the same with dolls for me. Like I yeah. like, I love creepy dolls. If I was like stupid rich, I would be one of those weirdos <laughs> that have like, a, like doll a room. room. Yeah. yeah. I would be, what's that girl that was on YouTube? I don't know. And oh, like, you're talking about Graveyard Girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. her whole house is just, like, doll parts. Yeah, I love her. That would be me. Yeah. 
I, like, people that have, like, just, like, random porcelain baby doll arms in their house. Oh, I love and, like, that. That'll, that'll fuck with all the I long. love shit like that. Like, I, I don't know. I, especially, like, the little clown dolls and stuff. Like, the porcelain. Oh, like, no. Hand- oh, I love that. So, my, my, my mom married her second husband mm-hmm. when I was, like, uh, they met when I was two. They married when I was four. Okay. And his adoptive mother had... Her kids' room was a clown room from the 60s. So just porcelain clowns stared at me while I slept, which I'm sure yeah. is where I started some of this absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah, we had a clown, uh, not as to that same extent, but we had a clown collection because my dad was also, like... Mentally ill? Well, mentally ill, but he was constantly, like, one <laughs> of those such dads. such a dick. I'm so like, sorry. No. It was a... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a well-known fact. Um... He was one of those people that's always like, we're going to start this collection. Now we're going to start this. Like, we had collections of, like, spoons from each state. And we had a, a collection I of, like, like porcelain clowns. And, like, <laughs> just the most random thing. And we were never excited about any of it. We were never excited about it. We were like, okay, Dad. Um, Thanks. But it wasn't to that extent that it was, like, the entire room was oh. themed. It was just the collection. That's where it was housed. Gotcha. Was in that room. But gotcha. go ahead. Well, so it, the whole room was themed. The whole room was themed like, like 60s circus clowns. or just clowns. Clowns, because the circus room is is fun. Sixties clowns, like sad clown, angry I clown. Kind of, yeah. I kind of fuck with that. When you're three years old, oh, staring no. at white clown faces looking at you from no. all sides. Yeah. No wonder why I have trauma. Anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about Dybbuk boxes from the possession, and we got there. So yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Like, wait. <laughs> that feels like that was hours ago. It, well, probably only 10 minutes. Probably. But it's okay. So in 2012, uh, a movie about something that I don't think is is actually real, Divo Boxes, came out. Um, and it's like, it's a decent movie. It's a good paranormal movie if you want to watch something a little spooky. It's it's a good watch. Like, I'm not going to crap all over But it. it's one of those ones that you don't want people to be like, this is research. Correct. Because there's so many people <laughs> yeah. after that who's like, selling Dybbuk boxes online and I'm like that's according to actual people who are in observance that's not a thing that's a yikes moment correct so the cast and crew would experience strange things um like gusts of cold air on the set that came from nowhere supposedly mysterious um things involving the Dybbuk box from the movie itself um and the storage facility was destroyed by a fire see sometimes I like to think too that spirits still have a sense of humor sure and, like, there may have just been a spirit that was, like, near that set or, like, that set was built on top of a house that got torn down and there was a ghost. And they're like, you know, it would be funny. <laughs> if I just fuck with them. If I just fuck with them a yeah. little bit. Like, oh, I like totally. to think that sometimes where, like, these people are like, oh, my God, my life is in danger. And it's just, like, this old man that's just like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I don't like that you were in my face. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm going to turn off the light. <laughs> oh, look at him get scared. <laughs> or, like, it's, like, an old dad. It's yeah. like, you know, turn off the light when you're not in the room. Like, yes. that kind of thing. And, oh, like, they're like, oh, my God. God. I'm, I've become that person that, like, if lights That's are on hotter. and we're not there, it pisses me my off. My husband. <sighs> yeah. So that all, I found it really fun. But that all then bleeds into, okay, but what are stage superstitions mm-hmm. within theater? Okay. Like, the play itself? No, is... just all over superstitions. And then we'll get into the Scottish play, why it's cursed. But this is what I mean, like. So it would be like Hamlet, like yeah, the actual play itself is, or just specific productions of that play. 
So these superstitions are for any production on stage. Oh, in so a theater. just the theater. Correct. Oh, and then okay. we'll get into this. We'll get into oh, okay. Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cool. So things to be aware if you're going to go into theater. So it's bad. Uh, a bad dress rehearsal means that the show will be a hit. So if you're mm-hmm. ever in a production or whatever and it's a terrible dress rehearsal, just know it'll be okay. If we it's were, a really good dress rehearsal, it's probably going to fall. They flop. used to say that to us in musical theater. Yeah. That's like that's a yeah. thing in theater oh, yeah. and musical theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, blue apparently can't be worn on stage. Um, it's uh, Perhaps this myth has not survived as strongly because they were fucking blue on stage. Mm-hmm. But um, for a long time, apparently, people were discouraged from wearing blue on stage. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? No. Unlucky. Yeah. But hmm. I know. I would like more information, but... I'm sure it was just somebody like said it offhand and it just became a a thing. Probably. Like a lot of theater stuff. Probably. Like someone wore blue and something caught on fire and they're like, it's the blue. It's the new thing that happened. And then no one was able to wear blue again. <laughs> yeah. um, so apparently you're never supposed to light a trio of candles. Okay. Which is interesting. Now, obviously, candles, open flame, fire risk. Yes. Um, but you know way back when especially in old theaters <laughs> correct but way back yeah. when you that was your light right yeah. so many theaters burnt down to open flames um especially during the times of like shakespeare shakespeare's globe theater um but the trio is believed that the person that stands closest to the shortest candle will be the first to die the origin of the superstition it was um extinguished a long time ago but apparently they still follow that rules so you can't have three lit candles interesting it's just the, like who has lit candles on a the theater anyway. But. The Shakespearean time in in plays mm-hmm. is so fascinating to me mm-hmm. and disgusting at the same time. Sure. Um, for one, like the no women were allowed yeah. to to act, which is so funny now because we're fighting this whole like drag mm-hmm. fight. Yeah, which is like it. Yeah, it's it's been this way for years and years. It's an art form that you know. Yeah. Every generation has had their own form of drag. But um yep. The <laughs> the the restroom facilities that did not exist. Yeah. Um it was one of those things where like as a younger kid like learning about Shakespeare mm-hmm. and they were they would tell us about how they would pass the bucket around. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in my neurodivergent brain that just stuck. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "What do you what?" And they're like, "Yeah, they would just like take bathroom breaks, but they would just like Pass a bucket. Pass a bucket, and it would just like, and when it got filled, they like threw it in the like the trench things, yeah. and just went on with their day. And, like, perfect, cool. My favorite thing to know. Yeah. Um, another one is you have to turn on the ghost light before you leave the theater, which is there's always a light on mm-hmm. in the theater. It is never black. No. Um, so apparently, the lore um, is that it can't not be lit because it wards off spirits and you don't want them to be attracted um, to then attack the actors hmm. allegedly which is like why would a light do that but well there's that whole that whole thing of like you know demons come out in the dark yeah spirits are out in the light which is like oh, okay I mean, it's very pl- problematic ways of thinking too that are you know attached to Christianity and right, well, light and dark and speaking all that stuff. of really weird misnomers, mm-hmm. apparently you're never supposed to bring a peacock feather on stage. 
because it was inspired so the superstition is inspired by the pattern that the pe- that the feather makes to many looks like an evil eye which is like it's a protection but okay and the theater production wants to reduce risk of any audience me- member feeling like it's a malevolent curse that would bring misfortune and injury but now thinking about way back when mm-hmm. like if we're talking about globe theater yeah the evil eye is much different than it is now. So that's potentially true and yeah. factual. I mean, it was a and bunch of just... white people being scared of literally yeah. anything. Anything. If you did math back then, they were like, Witch! Yeah. <laughs> You'll be burned. A witch. You have thoughts? <laughs> How dare you? That's bad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like a woman and kiss your husband. But you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mirrors on stage are apparently bad luck, especially because it could mm-hmm. be that they were breaking or they could break. Um, they also reflect light, which is tricky to um, obviously light. light on stage. Uh, and it could wreak havoc to someone tripping or being blinded by a massive light. Mm-hmm. So that to me is very practical why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whistling backstage is apparently a jinx. Now whistling in a lot of cultures is not a great idea. I know in Appalachia, yeah. they say don't whistle outside in the forest. Mm-hmm. A lot of native American indigenous. Cause it calls things to you. Correct. Yeah. Are very much like, don't you ever whistle outside, especially in well, the I dark. I think for theater, it's probably just because it's a noise nuisance. So apparently it might cue a stagehand to drop, to lift or drop scenery that could injure a performer. That makes sense. Right. Which again. Practical. Right. Yeah. A safety. Right. And these are superstitions. So this isn't like haunted stuff. This is just. So some of it makes sense and others of it. um, Absolutely not. I'm just trying to see if you can't whistle it. I can see the reflection. Oh, okay. Um, So there's a particular place. Um, in, off of Broadway, and it's uh, regarding the ghost of David Belasco. So I'm just going to read this excerpt because I'm not familiar with this mm-hmm, at all. But mm-hmm. at uh, 111 West 44th Street, um, the Belasco Theater is one of the oldest show houses in New York. Many people uh, also happen to believe it's haunted. It is suggested that the ghost of David Belasco, the theater's impresario, do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is. Maybe manager way back when. Look at me during research. Was known by some <laughs> as the Bishop of Broadway and continues to oversee the happenings at his namesake theater. Some who have worked at the theater have reported seeing his spirit sitting alone in a balcony or wandering the lobbies, occasionally stopping to speak to patrons. Could it be the ghost um, messing with us or Dr. Uh, Bull? Belasco, still present, making things run smoothly. I'm sure he probably wasn't happy in the 70s. Because well, it was like, just a trash era so for New York? So that was when um, a lot of, uh, like, the porn industry moved into New York. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of, like, live porn that was happening oh, in that district. I knew about, like, peep shows and stuff. Yeah, there was that? peep shows, but then it was one of those things, like, because as humans, like, nothing can ever be good enough. Sure. So we become desensitized to the things that excite us. Yeah. So then it became, well, we're going to do, like, erotic shows and then they'd have sex on stage well it it started out as kind of like a burlesque kind of like erotic strip club kind of thing and there was more and more of them and then there started to be like triple x type stuff that was happening and then people were getting pimped out on the streets of new york and that's when a time when yeah the 70s were really dangerous well in new york in new york and it was 
you know, the heyday for serial killers. Yeah. In a big city like that where... Well, New York had so many. Yeah. And a lot of girls would come in from different states to work there because that was like the mecca. Oh. Or they were bust in by their pimps. And a lot of girls went missing and New York cops were like, okay. Yeah. And they never investigated it until it was like a Ted Bundy or something. Right. Was, you know... Arrested. Son of Sam killer and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. they finally realized, like, oh, a lot of those missing girls were probably, like, picked up by them. Um, oh. But Broadway and Times Square was not a fun place to be. Like, it is. Like, it's not yeah. fun still, but for different reasons. Broadway's fine. Times Square is trash. Oh, my God. I was there last year and I wanted to die. Um, That's too much. But, uh. That's so. So. Yeah, people didn't hang be... out there crazy though to like you shoot porn Mm -hmm. it's done after the shoot ends you have to do that night after night after night after Mm -hmm. night that's and a lot of them were couples oh they were doing it for extra money but then you know just like everything else it becomes more and more violent and more and more like to get a rise out of people and like we have this at our theater and then it was you know yeah it was raising the stakes it was adult stores that had things in the back and like right um it which was i very knew about seedy those and yeah like, no one went to Times square unless you were an alcoholic drinking yeah. somebody who was doing drugs things like that and then they ended up cleaning it up yeah. and turning it into Times square what it is today wild yeah well i bet he was pissed then oh so. i'm sure i'm sure he was like what the f- are people doing <laughs> what have you done yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so apparently you're never supposed to give a performer's flowers before the show. No, it's always after. Um, we definitely broke that rule. I remember getting flowers, like flower grams or whatever. But, um, I, I, I guess it could jinx them to, in their performance and they could have a bad performance. Um, give the director a graveyard bouquet, which I had never heard this before, but when a theater production closes it's considered good luck to give a director a bouquet of flowers stolen from a graveyard gross the macabre symbolic gesture um obviously denotes the end of the production it's death historically actors did not make a lot of money so buying their own would have been way too expensive however now you're just pissing off spirits so you wonder why these are all perpetrated is because you're fucking stealing their flowers you idiots yikes yeah can you imagine (laughs) like sorry someone's grandma i gotta take this (laughs) i know it was just mother's day but like so and so just wrapped up his play we really gotta ugh. so sorry yeah that's oh (laughs) (laughs) and how would they have known that it was front grave like you could have picked them from someone's yard at least and been like here you go this is from someone's i mean i get the symbolism but like you cannot disrespect people's resting places like Like, it would have been cooler if they would have like picked flowers and then dried them for them and been like you know, dead flowers yeah dead that'd flowers. be way like cooler like i got this at the beginning of our rehearsals and yeah now they're and super let them dead. dry yeah no people aren't thoughtful that's or... what witches would have done but we're the bad ones so obviously the big one is saying break a leg instead of good luck mm-hmm. um it could lead to the superstition is essentially you'll get mm-hmm. injured or get replaced all right it could be a metal band name the next time i bleed <laughs> We just got back from a break, and that's what we're opening with. I that like should it. be like a feminist metal band. Again, shirt idea. TM, TM, TM. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. like black metal writing, the next time oh I bleed, with God. like just a pat. 
the the blue and red neon Eddie Munson t-shirt. For those of you, because I don't want to speak in cold co- code, because now apparently people are listening to this, but um, <laughs> Natalie, <laughs> we, we hope. <laughs> right. Natalie made an incredible design of Eddie Munson um, being in like the world and then the upside down. It was great and it was absolutely stolen. And that's probably one of the first times I like interacted with you. Probably. We had met. We had met before, but that, I think that was the first time that we actually like interacted interacted because yeah. we weren't alone when we met because it was a shoot no. for you yeah because i yeah. everybody was like i mean the the outcry of like support was i mean i cried oh because like all of these women were like no fuck that we're not doing this That's like all these so like cool. female business owners that yeah. i knew were like getting on their pages and like telling all of their like people to go to etsy and report all these people i mean it was <gasps> I like i didn't realize it was that far reaching That's so yeah cool. it was like an army of pissed off women that's super yeah. cool yeah, so I love that. it's one of those things where like every once in a while another one will pop up and I just report it and right move on move on with my day. Boo. So, well, we wrapped just a second ago. Um, cursed movie sets and then weird rituals for productions in general, and now we're gonna get into Macbeth and then some cursed <laughs> some historical stage curses that happened mm-hmm. surrounding Macbeth and then my experience. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Cool. So the Scottish play or the Bard's play or Mackers are euphemisms for the word Macbeth mm-hmm. for the show Macbeth. It is a long-standing tradition that if you are in any production that is not Macbeth, you cannot say the word Macbeth. Whether that's referring referring to Lady Macbeth, which uh, I have down here. You can call her Lady M if you'd like, or the Scottish lady. Um, You can't call Macbeth Macbeth. He would be the Scottish king or the Scottish lord. Um, And this is something that is no theater messes with. Like, Mm -hmm. I made, and this is kind of crept off because I saw someone talk about it. I'm stitched and made a TikTok about superstitions and my experience and... uh, you know, I'm not a big TikTok person at all. Like, I don't have, you know, crazy following or anything. I would you mean, like, oh, I don't get on the app very No, much. oh, my God, I'm all over <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, you sh- sure about that? Are you sure about that? <laughs> um, but uh, it's, thankfully, it's not, it, it's not something that's my life. Otherwise, I'd probably be upset. But the amount of people that were like, oh, you, it's funny how people believe in superstitions. And I'm like, I'm sharing a crazy story that happened to me. I you I yeah, don't care what you think. there's so many things that are superstitions that are so ingrained in people's lives that they don't realize they're superstitions. Yeah. But every family, every, like, industry, everybody has a superstition. Yeah. That they live with that they may not even know that. Yeah. So I was on the wrong yeah. side of the TikTok algorithm I with those people. I hate when that happens. I hate when <laughs> something, like that I'm really passionate about or something that, like, I think is funny. Yeah. Or, like, and it's usually, like, stuff that's not hurting anybody. It's just... No, it's literally my story with yeah. something crazy that happened in the theater And it ends up on this, once. like, I'm offended that you're breathing the same air as me <laughs> kind like, of, like, okay. people. Like, I, I, I can't. Those yeah. are when I just delete the TikTok and move on with my life because... Yeah. It's just only well, going to snowball and get worse. Well, I have a much smaller following. So, like, I haven't gotten views or, or any comments on that video in probably three weeks. I don't, no- I don't normally get craziness. I get more of, like, the trolls that, like, they don't even really watch the videos. They just comment just to, like, piss people off in the comments. Oh, that's but fun. There's There are... So, pro- like, 12-year-old boys yeah. sitting somewhere smelling, like, farts and pizza rolls? And Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ugh. There are a lot of people that, like just go to TikTok just to fight with 
whoever they see first. That's so weird. People yeah. are fucking. But anyway, just punch a wall like a normal person. Um. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> Oh my god. So I but I was curious it led me to well what is the origins mm-hmm. of the curse cuz I don't know or the superstition and mm-hmm. apparently it comes from um the actual witches at the beginning. The weird sisters. The weird sisters, mm-hmm. correct. Being angry with Shakespeare for using a real spell apparently. Mm-hmm. So he I don't know, do you know how he would have even gotten this information if it was a weird spell? A, a real, excuse me, spell. I feel like Especially back then, there, there's nothing to prove this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Shakespeare was working with witches. Oh, that would make sense. Because he was so successful. And then he just um, wrote it down and used it without their permission. Yeah, because, I mean, let's not act like Shakespeare was a great dude. No, he was pretty bad. Like, the man, when he died, left, <laughs> left nothing to his wife. Yeah. And everything to his mistress. I mean. Like, or some, I was it his mistress? I think so. I think it was his mistress. But she got not, his wife, after dealing with his bullshit, <laughs> for years and years and years. And he had, like, umpteen children. that, And probably more than he knew of. And he left her with nothing. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I mean, there's a, there's a very sordid past with Shakespearean plays where, like, he didn't just, like, take inspiration. Oh, no. He stole. He stole and was like, look at this great thing that I made. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you ever see, not Spamalot. Is it Spamalot? Oh, shit. Um, where Shakespeare's in it and he, uh, no. I don't, I, maybe. Uh, it's a musical. I think it's Spamalot. Okay. No, it's not. Oh, god damn it. Anyway, essentially, yeah. like, he is this fuck boy who's terrible oh yeah and it's just so funny and apparently like this this rival writer is trying to get um get up on him so he uses a clairvoyant to try to like yeah whatever so now he um instead of instead of foreseeing hamlet he foresees omelet so he makes an entire musical that's omelet um, now I'm all, all I'm seeing is so Justin funny. Timberlake in SNL when he's like the oh egg. my god yeah when I'm on Alville yeah <laughs> this took a weird turn yes it did um, anyway I think it's I think it's Pamela yeah I mean like Damn Shakespeare it. is one of my favorite things in life but I'm not so blinded yeah that I'll be like yeah he was the greatest like Da Vinci is one of my favorite artists Da Vinci stole a lot of his stuff. Yeah. A lot. And, and a lot of quote unquote great men in history. Something weren't rotten. Is great. What? Sorry. It's something rotten. I knew it wasn't Spamalot. It's called Something Rotten. I've never seen it. It's incredible. Oh, okay. But Spamalot is, is yeah. Monty Python. And I was like, that. I know that's wrong. Oh, right. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's something rotten. I will, you know, so we don't get sued. Yeah. I will I will play an expert excerpt yeah. of it because it's two rival playwrights. Yeah. Um one of them is Shakespeare and he's such an ass and it's yeah. so unbelievably funny. Yeah. yeah. Um it's incredible. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other thought in, that it could be because of the original challenges of the play which were financial trouble and high production costs that it's bringing back that curse mm-hmm. from production from original from the original. I mean it's a super complex play. It's very hard. Yeah. I was like in it. It's definitely one of those. Who did you play? Oh, I. So 
Fun fact. Uh, my two last years of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my first two years I was in show choir, and then the last two I was in like theater, like musical, the, and the straight shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, wonder how I got here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the high school that I was at, their um, mu- their musical theater apartment had to be outsourced. Like we had to perform at other locations because our theater was being rebuilt. Okay. So after my senior year, I was friends with our straight show director who did all of the Shakespeare shows Mm -hmm. and she was like hey I know you never actually got to perform on stage do you want to come back Mm -hmm. and do Macbeth with us Oh, fun! and I was like yeah of course now I'm not a current student so like I just did um I helped with uh choreographing the fight scenes Mm -hmm. I was like a filler more than anything but I was on stage for Macbeth and that was the fun part that's fun yeah yeah, so nobody, nobody yeah. like important, but I got to be yeah, on stage no, it's, for it's like a it's a lot. Like yeah. Shakespeare is definitely one of those things where there was a debate going on on TikTok the other day about how Shakespeare is meant to be watched and experienced, not read. Oh, totally. Well, um, I think a lot of his yeah. plays are like that, though. Yeah, like maybe not Romeo and Juliet. I think you could get the context. I sorry, Romeo and Juliet is one of those things that like. I feel like so many people are like, they shit on it because it's obviously his most famous play. Yeah. And it's been romanticized because it is a romance. But yeah. A lot of people just kind of like shit on it when you're like, I love Romeo and Juliet, but it is. It's so complex. It's so good. And Juliet just like, I feel like a lot of his heroines are like really, they could be really strong women if they had like the support around them or yeah. if they weren't in like these really shitty situations with these really shitty men well, but that's why i like taming of the shrew mm-hmm. so much is it's yeah. such a strong female lead yeah. um played by men yeah. <laughs> historically yeah. that's like lady Macbeth. oh it's so well written she's just so complex like so did you ever watch sons of anarchy no okay so i need you to watch it it's okay. one of my favorite shows ever. I know it's popular. And then when you go to the offshoot of the fan fiction, the mm. fan fiction is popping <laughs> for Sons of Anarchy. I still haven't poppin'. read the Draco Hermione fanfic. I've never read those. They're weird to me. I thought you did. No. Which one did you tell me to get? Eddie Munson. Uh, no. Kylo Ren. I don't know. Fix your oh, it was, it was Kylo Fix Ren. Fix your attitude. will change your life. <laughs> Major trigger warnings. But, um, oh, God. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, you'll learn things about yourself. I'm just oh, letting you know. Oh, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> okay. No, but, so, Kurt Sutter, who wrote, who was the director and the writer for Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Who was also um, Katie Seagal's husband, who plays Gemma. The mom. Got it. In Sons of Anarchy. So he is a huge Shakespeare fan. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of hidden... Oh, that's And cool. not so hidden Shakespearean, like, themes yeah. throughout. Um, and Gemma is very much Lady Macbeth. <gasps> Ooh, okay. In the show. Well, that helps. And it, she's a very complex character where, like... In some episodes, you love her and you're rooting for her, but you're like, wait, she did this terrible thing. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be rooting for her. Or it's like, fuck her. Yeah. Don't. And then it's like, no, don't hurt. Like, it's like, yeah. it's this, like, Ooh. back and forth. And I feel like that's Lady Macbeth, is that you feel ba- kind of bad for her in the end, but then you're like, bitch. Yeah. 
you did this to yourself. Like, <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Fine, fine. It's so, and it's one of those shows, I could go on forever. You're good. But it's one of those shows where it is perfectly set up that it ends, like, you could tell he planned the entire thing. Like, it oh, wasn't I just, love like, when that happens. Like, they write a it season calls and then back just... to the, the <gasps> very opening scene. The last scene oh. calls back to the, the very first scene of the entire show. Oh, that's and there's great. a lot of um, like a, like Shakespearean themes, yeah, and a lot of inner tor- turmoil mm-hmm. of like um, there's that song. What's his name? The redheaded kid that plays the guitar, Ed Sheeran. Sure, yeah, the redheaded boy. Um, <laughs> you know, Just... have you ever seen that that TikTok sound that's like, who was that little boy in the in the yellow in the yellow jacket? No. <laughs> Oh it's a little gay boy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but there's a, a song that he sings that's called The Sins of My Father. And it's like the, uh, leads, the, the lead of, he's kind of like a Hamlet gotcha. character. And he's taking on all the sins of all the people that came before uh. him. And like, he's trying to get out. But the more he tries to get out, the more problems he takes on. Yeah. And it's just, but it's like, obviously a biker yeah. Gang. Right. It's, and then there's like Romeo and Juliet type of vibes where it's oh. like biker gangs against each other. I didn't like get why families. it was so popular, but that makes sense. I, I don't know if I don't I'm going to be like these people aren't as smart as me, but there's some mm-hmm. people that I think don't get why it's so good. Sure. Like they can recognize that it's really good writing and a really good well, story. Well, it takes an interest but... in either theater or classic literature yeah. to pick up on those themes. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, that's totally fine. Yeah. But it would explain why you might not know. Yeah. Like I was watching a, because they used to do like an after show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, where they would yeah, like they did that with stuff. The Walking Dead too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and someone asked Kurt Sutter, like they called in and they were like, are you aware of like, did you like purposely put like the Shakespearean like... Mm-hmm. stuff in there like the the shakespearean writing and he got so excited that someone finally oh. like got it yeah that i was like oh that's really i love that for him yeah but on a not so you know hoity-toity like smarty pants hoity-toity. um the smut the yes. smut that comes Let's out of that show that. on tumblr okay unmatched. well that'll be worth it unmatched and, and it's itself. one of those shows that's on it's been on Years and years, so it's wrapped up so you can watch the whole thing. Oh, good. But you have years and seasons of smut to... I mean, there's like... But I'm well, watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I'm sure there's Murder, She Wrote smut. Please don't do that to me. I'm, I mean, there's granny porn, so... I But I don't want that. Watch them Listen, I don't mean to yuck anyone's yum, but like, Jessica, I'm so sorry, fictional character. No, thank you. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, you're gonna fall in love with Jax. I've heard. You're gonna, but you're also gonna love. Um, Jack. That's the actor that is in Crimson Peak, right? Jax. Yes. Yeah, he's he's yummy. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, you're also gonna love Opie. I don't know who that is. That's his best friend. Aw. Um, he's love like his. Friend. Um, who was Romeo's best friend in Romeo and Juliet? Um. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, He has, like, a really crazy storyline, too, with his life. Oh. Um, Mercutio? They... Is that yes. his best friend? Is it? I don't know. I know I'll have to go back person. and look. Um, it's been a while. 
it's stayed. Been, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, they both have grown up around this, mm-hmm. and they're both trying to make a better life. And it's just right, the more still that they it. try, the worse it gets. Right. And the people around them are affected by their decisions. And I'm telling you, it's just, it's so good. Okay. I feel like I need to watch it again. I think tonight. You, you should. Yeah. You should. I will tell you, there is, like we talked about last time, last personal time, triggers. There is a major trigger in one of the later seasons. I will let you know. Okay. When you get to it. With Los Drogos. Hmm. The drugs. Well, there are, yeah, there's drugs, but it's like. I mean, marijuana, coke, those things don't bother me. Yeah. It's subject matter. It's, there's like a lot of like, um because they are in a motorcycle gang. Yeah. There's a lot of like, mo- um like gun running, oh, whatever. hookers, oh. hookers and blow type of. That's, yeah. And it's a lot of, like, seedy club scenes. Sure. Where, like, obviously people were doing coke in the bathroom. And, like, right. But it's not, like, the main storyline. There okay. are some drug storylines, but it's just part of yeah that world. It's not right. the main thing. They, they run guns. That's their, like, major operation. Gotcha. That's how they make most of their money, and that's where most of the problems yeah, cause it's come guns. into play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know where I was getting at with that. Yeah, but, uh, trigger um, warning. Oh, but there's a trigger warning. Um, I have to look up what season it's in. It's in a later season because it's where one of the characters' life just starts to fall apart. Great. But it's again, it's that character that you want to root for because this horrible thing has happened to her. But yeah. then you're like, I can feel bad for her, but still know that she's not the greatest person. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of duality sure. in all the characters where you like That's love helpful. them, but then they're just fucking it up yeah. left, right, center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're on the segue, the reason why I'm really right now into what she wrote is because it's so safe. Oh, it's yeah. It's so hokey. And like mm-hmm. diving into Evelcane for three weeks straight, I needed something that was like a yeah. blanket. I've like, just, just doubled down. Healthy. Um, <laughs> So, I, I mean, this is on in the background. I don't mm-hmm. have to care. It's that it's just an ambient yeah. sound with some silly I love that she's, laughs. like, at her desk and she's, like, writing. Yeah. And like, like, it's, it's just it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, it's just silly goofy. It's, That's what I, Gilmore Girls is for me. Like, I just put it on yeah. and it's in the background. And but it's... I've seen, I wanted something that was so new, new, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, I didn't have to give it any more attention. Sure. Like, I didn't have to it's get invested like in a storyline. Ugh. Because I can just put it on but the But that still has a fabricated or not level of, like, drama. And, and problematic right, issues. Right. Yeah. So the no, whole thing was, it. like, I mean, the worst thing that they did was call, you know, Russian ballerinas, like, uh, a, I, I think it's technically a, a slur from, like, the Cold War era. Oh, I don't know. It starts with an R. Sounds like roosters, but different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, that's a little dated. But like, yeah, that did that's the well. worst thing that could possibly happen. Anyway, yeah. so back to Macbeth <laughs> in the stage. <laughs> yep. You heard it here, folks. We got <laughs> on a tangent. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> so there's cleansing rituals you can do if you have said Macbeth in a theater. Okay. 
Okay. So you can turn three times, spitting over one's left shoulder, I was swearing just and say, reciting like, what a line. Is it like hopping on one foot? Yeah, like, kind of. Like... You have to go outside of the theater. So this is what we did. And I'll go into how this all happened sure. in a little bit. But we, the person who did it went outside, spun three times, I think to the left, spit over their left shoulder, cursed, um, or recited a line from play. I think that they cursed. I think that they swore outside, mm-hmm. um, apparently. Um, the line that you need to say from a play, if you say it, is angels and ministers of grace defend us from Hamlet. Um, you can also say if we shadows have offended from uh, Midsummer Night's Dreams, fair thoughts and happy hours attend you from the Merchant of Venice. Um, so that's how you can do it. Um, you also, and this is what happened when it happened for me, is once they said it and the things occurred. We kicked them out of the theater and they weren't allowed to come back in until they had done this. Okay. Um, so everyone who had perpetrated and said Macbeth during this production that I was in, they were not allowed to come back inside. Um, by okay. that time, they were so freaked out that they were pretty quick, mm-hmm. but they were like forcibly removed. Yeah. Um, and our director got pissed, which is like, surprise. You... Oh, it's been parried a number of times, but that's like the traditional cleansing ritual that you would do, okay. essentially. Um, <laughs> now, historical mishaps before we get into my little tale. Mm-hmm. In the Astor Place riot in 1849, inju- injuries were sustained by actors um, after this occurred, which included Lawrence Olivier um, accidentally falling. And then Burns by Charlton Heston in 1954. Oh. Okay. English actor Herod, Harold Norman was mm-hmm. mortally wounded in a sword fight during a performance of Macbeth at the, oh. the at a theater in London in 1947. <laughs> in December of 1964, a theater in Portugal burned down during the show of Macbeth. Damn. 1980. Um... The Old Vic is back at it again uh, in this production um, of Big Beth. Peter O'Toole um, was uh, I just had such a bad review that it was like disbanded. The entire theater company was disbanded that existed Yikes. because of it. Yeah. Um, in the film Opera, the director um, is believed to have been affected by the Macbeth curse. Macbeth cursed. Wow. Um, because it was in this and it apparently did not do well. Um, a Bulgarian singer and coach and translator. I'm going to butcher that completely committed trigger warning suicide during a national broadcast matinee of Macbeth. He propelled himself backwards from a balcony. 1988. From a balcony railing in New York's Metropolitan Opera House and killed himself. Apparently on purpose. Yeah. Um, Okay. Now we're getting into some more relevant new ones. Okay. Ari Aster, Mm -hmm. the writer and director of Hereditary during Hereditary, said during the filming, Alex. Well, yes, but this was during Hereditary. I still need to see. I know. I know. I, I haven't seen eventually. Hereditary, though. And that, I oh, mean, I can't watch it with you. I, I, so I know sorry. a lot of people have said, like, don't do it. But every time somebody says don't do it, it makes me want to watch it more. I will never watch it again. Yeah. Ever. I've I cannot. it's real messed up. It's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but during the filming of Hereditary, apparently, Alex Wolf 
told Ari Aster not to say Macbeth, uh, not to say the name of William Shakespeare's Scottish play out loud because of some superstitions. I smugly announced the name and then one of our four lights burst during the shooting of the following scene. So good job, Ari Aster. How do you not yeah, know that? Yeah, I mean, role? I'm sure he's already carrying enough shit with him. <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm sure he's all the most spiritually like clean person. Okay. And are you ready for the last one? Oh no. This is fucking wild to me. Okay. In the 19, oh, sorry, in the 94th Academy Awards. Okay. Chris Rock congratulated Denzel Washington. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to do the. Why did Chris Rock punch <laughs> Chris Rock in the penis? Chris Rock. <laughs> Congratulate Denzel Washington on his performance in The Tragedy of Macbeth, mm-hmm. saying the name of the Scottish play aloud in the Dobie Theater. Moments later, Rock was slapped by Will Smith <gasps> mm-hmm. for making a joke about Will Smith's wife being essentially having, I think she has alopecia. Yeah, well, she's um, also well, she is. Right, which we yeah. can... <laughs> yeah. moving. I, I don't even care to talk about Viewers, it. including someone notable... Quickly took to social media to make a joke that Chris Rock had suffered the curse of the Scottish play. Oh my God. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Which is like, when I saw that last one, I was like, no way. It's so relevant. It happened. Yeah, so it's not just like an old timey thing. No. No, so this leads to my story. Okay. So the year, I don't remember what year it was. The year was. The year was. It was um, late 2010s. Okay. Uh, I was in my senior year. Senior year? No. Junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in a production of Thoroughly Modern Millie. Okay. I was ensemble cast. Um, it, was a, <laughs> it was a very rough show with a very rough director. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we're in rehearsals. We get to the theater. And someone who is new to our theater program Mm -hmm. heard about this curse. And it was a a group of boys in the boys' dressing room. Mm -hmm. And they thought it would be funny, and they said it. Mm -hmm. Now, in this production, there was a younger guy who I think was a sophomore, maybe even a freshman, who was in the show, Mm -hmm. who had um, some kind of neurodivergent Ness. I think he was on the spectrum for autism. Yeah. I can't remember specifically. He was such a sweet guy. He was with their dur- with them during this whole thing. The rest of the crew and cast weren't necessarily aware, mm-hmm. but they said it. After they said it, in the span of about five minutes, lights went out, costumes ripped, and a scaffolding that held part of the set broke on one side, hitting that young kid in the head. Like, swung like an anvil axe and cracked his head. The entire cast and crew went outside. The three guys were not allowed to come back in until they did this. And after that... Was he okay? No. He went to, like, the hospital for the day. I mean, like, he, like... Oh, yeah, he came back to the show, but he was... His bell was wrong, baby. Then the whole rest of the production, everyone got, like absolute flu like we got the flu i performed with 102 degree fever the last show vomiting between costume changes because i was not allowed to go home because our director was insane yikes <laughs> yeah yikes yeah um and this was the fun story i told on tiktok i think with a little bit more elaboration yeah 
because it was at like top of mind and now I'm kind of like yeah I've talked about it but um sure. and nobody liked it and I'm like it's just a superstition like just keep scrolling if you don't like it I don't care I'm... it's just a crazy story let me tell a crazy story people on the internet like I just want to be like go outside and touch some grass like I just yeah like you... why do you care so much that something's interesting to me you can't be offended by everything no or even talk down to people like do you feel better in your monotonous yeah. little world that you don't think this is true yeah. or real or fun Okay. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. Natalie's just blowing out some candles so they don't catch fire. Good idea. Well, that is my segment on curses within the entertainment industry. I love that. Thanks. I'll have to come back for weirder ones. Like we got to do, you know, a yeah. watch party for the crow talk about wizard of oz mm -hmm. and the omen and all kinds of crazy stuff but just mm -hmm. a little snippet sneak peek i love that um you had a correction from last week oh yeah yeah because i know that nirvana fans are going to come after me um so i was talking about in utero which is like one of my favorite albums of all time um i said something about how it was based on cold cases let's not forget it's on cold cases there's a few songs that were inspired by real like um true crime mm -hmm. cases that kurt had read about and they were crimes against women and if you don't know kurt cobain was a major feminist he talked openly about how he thought women should rule the world rule the world okay. um and that men weren't shit and but why at least from the perspective of some was he so unkind and like mentally ill candidly with what's her face with um whole Courtney uh, love yeah now she's no walk in the park picnic i'm not saying that Courtney but like love don't even get me started <laughs> we should have like just a conspiracy theory episode like conspiracy theories that sure. we like we'll go to the grave defending just yeah to the death i you think she killed him? I think she... I don't think... So, this is this is a conspiracy theory that I don't even feel like is a conspiracy theory. Okay. Like, I can remember being in forums when forums first yeah, started yeah, yeah. in, like, 2004. Yeah. Talking about evidence from this case. Yeah. Like... I mean, I've seen the autopsy photos. Yeah. Or the crime scene photos. So, I she was say. out of town mm -hmm. when he died. Yeah. So, she physically could not have killed him. Right. But she had a lot to gain from him dying. Yeah. Um, and she still is reaping the benefits of him dying. Yeah. Um, every, I mean, every time I always say, like, oh, I wish this was out on vinyl or this was I'm like, oh, just wait till Courtney runs out of money and I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Mm. Um, but there's too much evidence that shows that he did not kill himself. Mm. Um. Just things that just don't add up, like the math ain't mathin' type of stuff. Fair, but in, like, there was that documentary, and, like, I'm saying the this bleached third hand, yeah, mm -hmm. but, and in, like, various podcasts that I've listened to about Kurt Cobain and whatever, like, it's pretty well documented, at least from those sources, mm -hmm. that due to his own trauma and alcoholism, mm -hmm. he was not a great person with her. No, but I think it was a Sid and Nancy situation. That's fair. Okay. Um, I didn't know that he was a feminist, which is why I'm like, oh, yeah. he treated her like shit well, because, by all accounts. 
his mom i think and not that she didn't treat him well either but yeah i mean i think she treated him like absolute garbage but i don't think that either one of them i don't think they treated each other well i should be specific i don't think that that was a relationship that should have been taken as far as it was sure um i can't stand her i've never obviously been in the same room as her but i get this energy that is just so gross yeah it if anyone's listening to this, they, I'm sure that they're just as weird as we are. I hope so. Otherwise, we have the wrong audience. I get really weird vibes from people that, like, I always equate to, like, colors or smells. Yeah. Or things. Let because... me guess what you smell from her. Can okay. I guess? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's either, like, rotting flowers or fruit. It's dirt. Is it dirt? Mm-hmm. Ooh, gross. But like gross dirt. Not like, I love the smell of like planting soil. Yeah. Because it reminds me of my grandparents. Yeah. Because they plant a garden every year. Yeah. I'm talking about like side of the road. Yeah. Like not mud, but like wet dirt. Interesting. Like she just, and I am one of those, one of those girls that like I will, I love women's rights but i also will defend their wrongs like i am a girl's girl to the end but that doesn't but does not then mean that there's carte blanche for yeah terrible people whether they're men women non-binary whatever and most people that i get weird vibes from i'm like okay i need to stay away from them because they're just not good for me and my spirit and my you know yeah but there could be you know redeeming qualities about them that is good for someone else's life or for them to be around or eventually they're gonna you know do work on themselves i don't get any of that from her interesting i never have ever Hmm. i think she manipulated her way to the top sure and i think that kurt was just the person that bit Hmm. because i mean i'm gonna preface this by saying like i have i don't slut shame anybody your vagina your your business whatever but she was going from lead singer to lead singer in that genre of music Mm. and um i think he was just the first one to be like okay oh you know and it led to this yeah i could do a whole episode on you can yeah it's our podcast i i feel I feel very strongly about it. And again, like the whole William Shakespeare thing. Yeah. I'm not like so blinded that I'm like, he was wonderful and he was brilliant. Right. And, you know, he obviously had his issues. I mean, he was a heroin addict, but. William Shakespeare? No. Oh, I'm like, that no. I was not aware of. Yes. No. no Kurt Cobain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a real left turn. Yeah. But I, I also think that we all have things in our life that kind of set the stage sure for the major events that happen mm-hmm. and if those settings were different things would be well yeah i mean you know. even looking at you know unfortunately infamous famous serial killers or cult leaders mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with their formative years mm-hmm. and unfortunately a lot of the blame goes back to their mothers whether they were great or not it's mm-hmm. then like well you became this because of this and it's like okay but like damn like how much are you are we blaming on other people right yeah and especially women and like yeah what does that look like now considering that you know for the past hundred you know since uh before the 60s 
women were the caretakers in the home with the children who mm-hmm. weren't getting mental health help themselves yeah. who were being perpetuated perpetrated in a society that was patriarchal in nature and not helpful so like i'm interested to see what would happen in the next hundred years when workforces you know are pretty evenly distributed Mm -hmm. um you know what's their excuse then yeah rather than just marrying to procreate right i mean look at look at my grandmother my mom's mom Mm -hmm. who was very much in that generation of like you get married you have kids you you know you raise them as god-fearing individuals and you know you live a happy life that way yeah um she had a very supportive husband who my grandfather was a saint he was just Mm. he was so kind and so gentle which was not the norm yeah um and he was so supportive she didn't work he worked sometimes two jobs to like make ends meet yeah he adored her like i can remember being a little kid and then like cuddling on the couch like they were they were so in love with each other so sweet but she still had major major mental health issues yeah that weren't being taken care of because she would go to the doctor and tell them about it and they'd be like here's some valium like go back to work like, take this pill and then just, like, go back to what you were doing. Like, raise your kids and clean the house. And, oh, man. Um, so she had some major, major issues. There's a movie. I'm trying to remember. It was the the Yaya Sisterhood. Have you ever seen that movie? The Traveling Pants? No, no, no. It was, like, a, not the Yaya It was some, something, something Sisterhood. It was along the same lines. Like, it was, like... The title, and then there was, like, a... It was, like, a long title. I have no idea. But it was, like, these sisters that had, like, like gone their separate ways after their parents died. Okay. And then they came back together for, like, a funeral or a wedding or something, and they were all kind of, like... Oh, no. Looking back on their childhoods and kind mm. of, like, realizing that they were abused and it wasn't normal, oh, that, yeah. like, their mom was the way that they were. Yeah. And I remember my aunt being, like, I need you to watch this movie. Mm. And she was, like, that was grandma growing up that was what our childhood was like because she just was so unregulated yeah like i can remember even as like an older woman us having to go to her house because she lived across the street from us yeah she had her own little apartment but like we would come over and eat dinner with her every night and yeah i remember her locking herself in her bedroom pulling all the blinds not showering for days Oh. Having the TV on, but having it on mute. Yeah. Just in her own world. And then being like, Mom, you need to get up and, like, you need to get showered and you need to, like, Mm. you need to eat something. And, like, and then I saw, I don't want to, like, out my mom, but, you know, she had serious bouts of depression. Yeah. I, I mean, postpartum was terrifying i can't imagine Mm. my grandma was pregnant seven times she'd miscarried once had six kids oh wow like back to back before she was 30 holy shit yeah before she was 30 she and that was like a bragging point like i had all my kids before i hit 30 and that was always the thing like growing up i was like i will have all my children before i'm 30 oh no because my mom had me before she was 30 and then she was done i mean which i mean it ended up working out that way because yeah <laughs> i had lucy when i was 24 and yeah obviously i haven't had another one but um i can't imagine going through postpartum that many times 
and I mean, not having any support. I don't think support. you'd ever get regulated no. at that point. Like, throughout those, because, yeah. I, I mean, I was still dealing with my postpartum anxiety and depression until Rhett was, like, three. Yeah. I mean, Lucy's nine, and I still have moments where I just spiral out, like, yeah. worrying about things, because... Oh, and, yeah, that's... Da- okay, I guess I'm not over it. Yeah. Like, but I, I don't... <laughs> but then it's one of those things where it's like, is this just mom worry, or is this, like, a fact? Because I don't think your brain ever goes back to what it was before. Mm-mm. I think it just kind of adjusts itself Yeah. to life with the new brain. Oh, I, I you know, and people don't have to agree with this viewpoint, because I, I understand why they might be trepidatious or not want to but i personally believe that like part of my soul split when i had Rhett. Mm-hmm. like i i believe that part of myself and part like, of joe or, like went into him yeah. or just like left oh um, like you I lost think a I, part of yourself well i certainly well just even like being myself i mm-hmm. lost a part of myself but i i think that part of it leaves forever and you gain new parts but you know, I think it's tied to your kids. Mm-hmm. And the point being is that, like, unless you're maybe, you know, not not totally sober and, like, you are mm-hmm. kind of not really focused on being a parent in a destructive way. I, I don't mean that as a negative for people who can compartmentalize sure. and have their separate lives because mm-hmm. I'm here, you know, recording a podcast with you. Um, and he's not around. I mean, well, it's important. I, I feel like that's a parent. It's important. Totally. Yeah. But I think that you just lose it and then it's always going to be something. I'm always going to wonder what he's doing. I'm always going to wonder if he's safe. Yeah. Like it's a complete satellite of who I am. Yeah. Just like hovering. That's what I mean. I don't think that you ever really get back to your. No. And I don't think it's t- necessarily like getting back to yourself. And I don't think I'd ever want to be that person that I was before I had her. Because I don't right. think I'd be able to be a mother. If I was in that same headspace as I was oh, yeah. before she was here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I don't know how we got on postpartum, but. Um, we can blame Courtney Love. Was, oh, Courtney Love, yeah. <laughs> um, and it all comes back. Um, but yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. Well, <sighs> on that, it is, it is, the sun is setting, it is getting late. We have talked about spooky, creepy things. Um, we will be back in two weeks mm-hmm. to discuss a little bit from both of our varied shared interests. Yeah, and I think at this point, this will be what the second episode in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably start taking like suggestions or questions. Yeah, or... if anybody has an interest that, you know, if you have a specific of who you want to cover it or just in general you'd like to hear about it. Yeah. Um, we do have an Instagram. You can comment on Instagram. You can reply to TikTok videos. You can stitch us. You Maybe can email. Maybe we should just put like a pinned post on Instagram that's just like suggestions Yeah. that you could like comment under. Yeah, um, absolutely. Or maybe we can just like start asking questions and seeing what people's opinions are, and then maybe go like from polls there. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Because I, I don't want, I don't ever want to start being like, you know, the men with mics that are just like talking at people. No, I want this to be a space where like we talk about it as a collective, or you yeah. guys are engaged in sharing in our weirdness um i'd love to read your guys's stories and you know have that part of the dynamic as well so you can always send in your stories um to us our email is in the link um within the the show notes um so you'll have that as well but um that being said 
Bye, guys. Bye. See you later. And uh, stay weird, I guess. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.